sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, what's up, idiots? And all the good people who listen. The idiots are the people who don't listen. John was being ironic. Yeah, that's me, Mr. Irony. Uh, this, this is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. This week we're doing... 2017, which is this year, versus 1987, which is not this year. Which is 30 years ago. I think Pat thought it was 20 years ago, possibly. No, I was just thinking 1977, because I like two sevens in a row. Um. Yeah, but you were only like three years old then. Does this mean we should do it too, when we have, you know, we're running out of ideas, which we sometimes do, but it's still fun to do these episodes. And I know everyone loves to listen to them. We should do a 2007 versus 1977 episode since we have this 30 years thing going. Sure. I don't see why not. Hey, I didn't get a link from you. I know we were talking about that off air, but. Oh, I emailed it to you using Gmail. Using Gmail? I mean, I don't really need to know what you use to. Email it to me, but yeah, I replied to your last message. It sent six twenty-five p.m. Nope, not Oops. in my inbox. Oh man, talking about your box on the air. I have to resend it so we can. Uh, yeah, yeah. So nineteen eighty-seven versus this year, and this year is not over, but it might as well be it's September. Nothing else happens after this, as far as entertainment. I just took a quick glance at 1987 television, and I'm going to predict that you're going to have a chance to do your famous impression. Uh oh. But oh, would wait. you like to talk about music first? Or I just got it. Uh, yeah, let's do. Let's go music. Wait, the the link you sent me is that for this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me get it up. Um. All right. Yes, let's do music. Billboard. Hot 100. That's how we always judge the music of a year. Because what other metric is there? Surely not the actual best stuff that came out. Just the well, best who's, selling. Who's to judge that? Oh, I think... Uh, you know, I actually found a site. It's pretty cool. It like gives like the top albums of each year, but it's like based on a bunch of criteria, like critical score and sales, all kinds of different things, like influence and... Huh? Is that site, is that site called Google? That's right. I no, what is the site that does Google? I think we should look at that. I don't know because I have five million tabs open. Let me find wow. the one for. That. Why do I have two Facebook tabs open? Weird. Speaking of Facebook, we were became friends with Husker Du's bass player on Facebook. Nice. It is called oh best ever albums dot com. Jeez. So, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's go to that. Uh, I'm going to look up uh, 1987 Crap. in that. Wait, wait how did, did I get that? I just typed in besteveralbums.gov. Oh, yeah. Don't Trump's not a fan. He, yeah, but besteveralbums.gov. What, what would that be like? Uh, let's see. Yeah, more interesting. Of course, the, the one we're looking at is singles as well, but... Uh, well, we can look at both. You know, yeah, we'll look at both. I mean, this is this is so interesting for people hearing. It is. Uh, let's let's we can while you look. Let's yeah, um, let's start with the. Did you find this best albums? No. <laughs> so I said while you look. 
because I'm looking at best ever albums.gov and it's it's a lot of John Philip Sousa. Um, all right. Yeah, let's go to the the singles. Number one for nineteen eighty seven. Walk like an Egyptian. Uh I like the Bangles. I mean that's just kind of a novelty song. Not bad though for a number one song. I like it. Yeah, of the eighties. Um and then we dip down into the shit. Number two is Alone by Heart. I don't know that song. You probably would if you heard it, um, but it try not hurts. to hear it. Yeah, yeah okay. It's, it's awful. Um, oh, and then Shake You Down by Gregory Abbott. Ooh, that was a really high-placing song. Do you know that one? No. Girl, I'm gonna shake you down. Well, well. <laughs> I, think I, I think I sang that on, one, on an episode once for some weird reason. Um, it doesn't matter. It's annoying, catchy. It's like 80s R&B. Uh, speaking of, I, I remember uh, Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Parentheses. Who loves me? That I remember. Yeah, I'm glad she got that in because she had all kinds of smelly winos coming up to her. If it was, if she left the parenthetical part out. She calls them Kevin Costner. Yeah, that's true. Um, or her husband, Bobby Brown. Uh, yeah, that was number four. Ugh, Starship. Jeez, how did they have such a big career resurgence in the 80s? My God. Oh, so did they go away for a while and then came back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've always been around. You know, it was Jefferson Airplane and then Jefferson Starship and then Starship. I I realized that was the same. It was iterations. Why did they change their names? Um, probably because... The music started sucking so bad, the original members were like, don't put our fucking name on that. Oh, so, so Jefferson Airplane, was there anybody on in Starship that was in Jefferson Airplane? Yeah, Grace Jones, the singer. Oh, she went all the way through all of them. Yeah, except for, she wasn't on the first Jefferson Airplane album. They had uh, another woman whose name, like, Senye Anderson, I think was her name. Um, anyway, she, like got pregnant or something and wanted to raise a kid, didn't want to be in a band. So, yeah, but she, I mean, she's been on since, in, in them since 67, 66. So, yeah, she was in, I mean, I guess the reason they had such a career resurgence is because they became total whores and just. Did. Wait, wait, great. Is Grace Jones, right? Yeah. No, God damn it. Grace Slick. Did I say Grace Jones? Yeah. I'm sorry, Grace Jones. You are an artist. I meant Grace Slick, who <laughs> is not. Man, you really have strong feelings about the iterations of Starship. Oh my God, come on, dude! This is just corporate rock. I mean, they. This. Well, my biggest problem with with uh, Starship, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, is they had that we built this city in the the Muppets movie, and I didn't care for that. Well, yeah, I mean that song is just awful. That's the, that's the period when they were like, let's make a ton of money and have like robots. Computer but programs th- write our songs. I believe I like White Rabbit. Oh, yeah, that's the 60s. That, that stuff's all right. Ooh, C'est la vie, Robbie Neville. New Orleans' own. Um, oh, no, that's not. It's not the same spelling. Sorry. Uh, it's just a different Robbie Neville. It's a different Neville. Oh, and then, <laughs> then we get uh, White Snake, of course, with Here I Go Again. There's a, uh, there's a subtle name for your band. Jesus. So, uh, that's the they're, they're like they're hair metal, right? Yeah. 
So is this this is this is near the end, eighty seven. It's it's gone by the early nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely considered an eighties thing. Um, so I mean, this is late eighties. I th- I kind of thought that the hair metal was gone. When's Cherry Pie? Is Cherry Pie after this? I don't fucking know, dude. I think it might have been before. I don't know when Poison was. They might have been after. But really, it, I always thought Cherry Pie was considered. No, Cherry Pie is after. Okay, it's ninety. Oh yeah, they I were, always think of that as people saying that's the that's the song that killed hair metal. <laughs> Yeah, that's the song because there were so that, many great speci- ones before that. that. That specific one, and before that, everyone respected the the genre, and it was kind of, it was it was basically the classical music of our time until that song came out, and everyone just they they changed their mind with that song. It's kind of amazing. It's you know when it's it's similar to when a movie gets made based on a book and the movie is not good, and everyone goes out and burns the book. It's very similar to that. Yeah, that that phenomenon. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's also similar to, like, you know, Al Jolson singing Mammy or something. Well, no, it's, I guess it's not, because that was always great. Never mind. You had the better you had the better comparison. Um, Whitesnake with Here I Go Again. Uh, and then, uh, for my money, possibly the most bland song ever uh, to make it to the top ten, uh, amidst quite the competition, uh, <laughs> The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. A song about racism that makes you not care because it's so boring. Wait, Shakedown by Bob Seger was the number nine song of the year? I don't know this song. I think you know it if you heard it. Oh, wait, was it in like Beverly Hills Cop or something? Is it that Uh, one, You're Busted? Yep, Beverly Hills Cop Part 2. Okay, I do know it. Um, Speaking of people turning into whores. Oh, look. Who? Good old Bobby Sieg. I guess he was in like some garage band like in the 60s um, that I have never heard any of their songs because I don't think they're available. Um, but then after that, he was just like, I don't even know what you call that kind of music. It was like, want to be Bruce Springsteen, but without any of the talent. <laughs> well, maybe the talent, but not the heart. The talent, yeah, not the heart or the songwriting skills or the eye for detail. Yeah. Um, it's like bar band rock, basically, that. Uh, Bob Seger stuff. And of course we've got Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. This, you're not going to say bad things about Bon Jovi, are you? This had to be their last. You're not from Jersey. You should hate him too. Jersey's your rival. <laughs> well, they have bad drivers. We all know that. Um, And yeah, and, and bad driving laws where you can't make a left anywhere. Uh, what, Wait. Because you got Camden, right? Camden, those people always coming across the river, fucking up your, uh, fucking up your census shit. Well, you built a wall. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Was that was that a Trump thing or was that a? It couldn't have been a Chris Christie thing because I know he he didn't wouldn't want a wall. That's like his getaway, right? Philadelphia, like out of this fucked up state. They really they they've made it easy. I think Trump might have played a hand in this because he he couldn't get Chris Christie in his administration. Wait, so instead you, you make it sound like he couldn't get him, like Christie was unavailable. Well, he, yeah, I've, he couldn't convince other people to let Chris Christie into his administration. Right. So instead, he directed, and this is is it's unconstitutional. It's awful, and I, um, I'm just what he did. But he directed his Justice Department to. Uh, arrest Craig Carton, who was the co-host of a sports radio show, when obviously 
trumped up charges. Did you get it? Los trumped Lobos charges. with La Bamba was number 11. Huh, that's pretty high. Anyway, you want to look at the albums now? I sent you the link. Wait, La Bamba by Los Lobos. Uh, Los Lobos was a good bar band, see, as opposed to Pete Seeger. Wait, well, let's get down, like... Wait, I thought we were talking about Bob Seeger before. You don't like Pete Seeger either? Oh, my God. Why do I keep fucking up people's names today? Um, Pete Seeger's fine. You know, a little uh, a little goofy for my taste, but never been a big folk fan for whatever reason. So, uh, just looking at the, the top album list, number now, one, do, do you see it? Is this from the best albums? Yeah, yeah. Number one is The Joshua Tree. So, isn't it weird that no no U2 songs are in the top ten? I guess not. They're just They're not really a single band. Yeah, not really. Um, although they they do have a song in the top twenty, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. With or without you. Yeah, let's look, another one. Let's look at the albums real quick. So, all right, their top. What does this go up to? I mean, you can keep going through the, the, their their top ten albums for eighty seven. Oh, this this is interesting. So it's it's including stuff that would never like document. There's no way document is in the top ten as far as sales goes. Right. It's in the top ten. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, so their top ten is Joshua Tree, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, Sign of the Times by Prince, number three, another one that wouldn't necessarily make the charts that high. Um, Strange Ways Here We Come by The Smiths, You're Living All Over Me by Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> yeah, Document. I would say Document is easily a better album than Dinosaur Jr., but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Bad by Michael Jackson, Louder Than Bombs by The Smiths. They have two albums in here. Uh, your favorite album, Hysteria by Def Leppard, and Sister by Sonic Youth. So yeah, these this is a pretty cool list, and it's all over the like. It's not just like oh we're hipster right. indies like they have yeah. the big Prince sellers and too. Jackson. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, this I I think uh, this is pretty this is pretty neat to look at this list year by year. Oh, there's a Bruce Springsteen in the top twenty, Tunnel of Love. Oh, I didn't get to the. Yeah, a much a much hated album by Bruce Springsteen yeah, that I don't that, mind actually. No, I I don't either. That that came right after um the Born no, in the USA. I, did it come right after? Yep. That he toured the world for like 500 years on that album, I think. Oh, okay. Like that came out 84, and then right. like he was still releasing the singles in 85, and then he released like a live box set in 85 or 86 of the tour, and then you know fucked around. Oh yeah, Substance by New Order, number 11. Yeah. But uh, going back to uh, Tunnel of Love, there's no way he could follow up Born in the USA. It's just was it's just one of those kind of things that was a super duper hit. So it, I think people would be angry whatever he did. I think I think it uh, it was the same thing with Michael Jackson after Thriller. Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. bad is is fine, but like you can't top that kind of thing. Right. Like you'll yeah, never it's... you're stupid to even try. It's not. It's not going to be a phenomenon, so forget it. Right, and I think Bruce Springsteen at least understood that, whereas Michael Jackson was just trying to repeat it um, after mm-hmm. after Thriller, basically for a lot of his career. Um, wait, yeah, let's go through the top 20 on the albums, because I like these. <laughs> Number 11 is Substance by New Order, which we did an episode on. Uh, 12 is Music for the Masses by Depeche Mode. 13, The Cure, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. 14, In Excess, Kick. Saw them on that tour. Did you? Yeah. 15, uh, with Public Image Limited opening. That was weird. Um, 15, Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. 16, Dark Lands by the Jesus and Mary Chain. 
17 Tunnel of Love, 18 Diesel and Dust by Midnight Oil, uh, 19 Dead Can Dance Within the Realm of a Dying Sun, and 20 is Faith by George Michael. Probably better, actually, Faith better than the Dead Can Dance album, but, you know. Anyway, not a bad year overall. We no. get no, if you if you look at the singles, it feels like it is, but well, even the singles that like "Don't Dream It's Over" yeah, by Crowded House is true. at number thirteen. Uh, "With or Without You" is number fifteen. And I like "Walk Like an Egyptian," so I take that. Back. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Um, yeah, Billy Idol. You two again. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Is in there. Um, I want yeah. your sex by George Michael. Good song. I mean, if you. Th- Think about like if they had a, a best songs of 1987 list. I I think the two U2 songs would be both in the top five. Yeah, I think so too. And and probably True Faith by New Order. Maybe for me anyway. Um, it was it was the song that broke them big over here. So that might make a list. Yeah, that would be fun. We should do a site of songs. We'll just make just, it up. And how is Hip to Be Square number 49? Come on, let's move on to movies. Yeah, Huey should be... Oh, Prince did make it at number 38 um, with You Got the Look. Yeah. Oh, Luca. There's a, another... So I don't know that I ever heard the original Luca, but they're that remix I heard for, forever and ever. There was a remix? Yeah, there was a really famous remix. You're not thinking of Tom's Diner? Oh, maybe I am. You're right. I think you... Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I don't remember Luca then. Didn't... Luca lived on the second floor? Yeah. I remember, They're not the uh, same song. I, I remember, like on on the board that we were both members of that we won't name on here. But uh, I I went off on like Weird Al Yankovic. I was like, I don't understand, uh, and I don't hate Weird Al Yankovic either. But like, it's just dumb shit we used to do when we were thirteen. And somebody was like, Yeah, I doubt you did anything near as good as him when you were thirteen. I was like, Well, I don't know. I think uh, my name is Puka. I sleep on the bathroom floor is at least as. <laughs> At least as good as I'm fat. Anyway, that's but a digression. Young man, let's go to movies. And I'm going to keep scrolling through and see if there's anything else good on uh, oh, Sign of the Times by Prince. Number one movie of 1987. Every time we do these lists from 30 years ago, it's, it's still shocking to me how a comedy can be the number one movie of the year. And number one movie, well, depending on your point of view, this might be a, a drama. It might be a tragedy. Is, it's called Three Men and a Baby. I can't Steve believe Gutenberg, it was that big. Ted Danson. Uh, Tom was, Selleck. Was Tom Selleck. And uh, was, wasn't the baby played by someone famous? Willis. Oh, Malia. Oh, I thought it was Malia thought Obama. Was, oh. Anyway. Oh, it was Melania Trump. He forgot to add a letter to the name. Uh, they, uh, that was number one. Oh, and that ghost boy. That's one of my favorite urban legends that there's a scene in yeah, the movie the, that has a ghost in the background. So stupid, but I like it. Um, number uh, yeah, no, go it. ahead. Number two is Fatal Attraction, which I've never seen, but it's one of those movies that everybody talked about at the time. It, yeah, it was. It's, it's it's not a movie you need to see. Like you basically know the story. Mm-hmm. And it's Verhoeven, right? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and here we go. Here, this explains Starship at number three. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yep. Popular movie. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 was good. I don't remember if Beverly Hills Cop 2 was as good. It was funny. They were probably both funny. Yeah, I think it couldn't have been as good, but Eddie Murphy was on a high at this point. Yeah, Uh, he was still doing great work in his movies. Yeah, 
And although if you watch his stand-up, it's painful. Is it? No, it's very it's... homophobic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, number four. Good morning, Vietnam. Uh, a Bruno Robin... Kirby film. Or Bruce Kirby, I'm sorry. Robin Williams at his most manic. No, it was, Bru- it was, it was Bruno. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams was in it too? I know. Nobody's, nobody's questioning that it was Bruno. Trust me. I thought it was Bruce for a second. Remember the ret- well, you know why? Because you're mixing up Bruce Willis's album, The Return of Bruno, which might have also been around '87. It wasn't in the list, so it wasn't. Moonstruck, Nicolas Cage and Cher. I saw that recently for the first time. It's fine. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was. I I saw one at the time, and I thought it was fun. Nicolas Cage uh, at his least manic. Okay. So there's oh last podcast on the left was talking about Nicolas Cage and they said they had a theory that every time he went in to do a movie he would like have these ideas like these big ideas to like like fill the screen and be all over the place manic like you said manic and just go, go crazy and what they suspected the director did was just let him do it until he tired himself out and then when he was tired they they took that and used them as the <laughs> as as the in the film and they. They said that as a joke, as as a joke theory, and then they talked to an actor who was also in one of his movies, and he said, "Yep, that's pretty much how it works." <laughs> I mean, is he just like he like wouldn't need cocaine because he's just naturally on like crank all the time? It seems like I guess Nick he's, Cage. He's he's an insane dude. person. Um, what, uh, what else? The Untouchables. I I liked. Probably. Yeah, I think that probably holds up. Yeah, it probably a, holds up somewhat. It's a it's a, a film that has a lot of memorable scenes, so it has that going for it. And yeah, yeah I think even though up. one of them is stolen from Battleship Potemkin, from well, it's it's a it's an homage. It's not stolen. It's De Palma, right? I mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of his movies overall. I have to say, um, I. I well, this one I am. I can't think of others that that I've seen that whether I like them or not. But I do like the fact that he would do things like that scene that, that were referencing older films. Yeah, yeah. He seems and very think, much a craftsman more than an artist. I don't know why he gets so much acclaim, but uh, I don't think he does. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. Um, but I don't think he's just a craftsman. I think he, oh, maybe he's just a craftsman. But I I do think he has a reverence for the works that came before, and I like that about him. Yeah, I just find I find his style very uh, cold in a way. Okay. Overall, um, but no, I did like the Untouchables. They send one of ours to the hospital. We send one of theirs to the morgue. That was Kevin Costner. A really good German accent. The secret of my success. I don't have any idea. Is that the, is that Michael J. Fox? No. I think it. I believe it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Michael J. Fox. Huh. Uh also writing a high at that point, although I can't imagine that movie was any good. Uh, no, speaking of which, number eight, Stakeout, where they stole a line from Better Off Dead. Which, which line? Uh, throw away a perfectly good white boy like that. Really? That was in that, too? I was yep. going to guess that, because they're garbage men, right? Yep. Are they pretending to be... Okay, and it's Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen? Emil- or Emilio Estevez and somebody. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can get a... No, no images available. I clicked on that little tiny poster. <laughs> That's weird. Um, who cares who else was in it? It was... I just remember seeing the commercial with that line, and I was like, nope, I'll never see this movie. Fuck you. Oh, Richard Dreyfuss. This is one of his best roles. Um, oh, wow. Stakeout 
and The Secret of My Success both ranked higher than Lethal, Lethal Weapon, which yeah. spawned two sequels. So that's right. weird. No, I think I re- it was one of those movies that was kind of a, a small success in the theater, but was really big in, in um, VCR. On video. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Witches of Eastwick? Oh, I didn't know that was that old. Dirty Dancing, number 11. Another one that I would have thought would have been way higher. Yeah, that is a little surprising. I, well, it's, maybe it was only really popular with 6th and 7th graders, but everybody watched that movie when I was a kid. Ugh, I, it's a shame, because I graduated in 88. Uh, this movie came out in 87, which meant that our fucking prom theme was I've Had the Time of My Life, which really angered me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to mock the 18-year-old you, but there is no prom theme that wouldn't have angered you. I voted. Well, we got the vote. I voted for uh, Anarchy in the UK, and uh, and my number two vote was I Want Your Sex, which I did dedicate to my friend Jerry at the prom. <laughs> I'm saying that there's other years that whatever would win on the other year would not be any more oh, that's angering. I mean, I know you voted for things that had no possibility of winning. Yeah, well, this is why I don't talk to people from my hometown. Fucking idiots. The Oakland, kind of idiots California. who would vote for this song. No, not my hometown. Uh, Predator. Predator. Never saw it. I saw it. It was great. Throw Mama from the Train. I did see it. I liked it. It was yep. dark comedy. Dark comedy. Rob Reiner, uh, Billy Crystal. Actually, and Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. I think, well, Danny DeVito is always pretty great, but Billy Crystal is really great in this movie. And a lot of the time he wasn't. He wasn't really doing Billy Crystal. He's kind of acting. Yeah. Which was yeah. I mean, nice most, for a change. mostly I find him insufferable, but he was, yeah, he was He's, not doing his shtick in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess working with Rob Reiner helped. And, um, and a direct reference to, well, Strangers actually, on a Train. Yeah. It's actually yeah. mentioned in the film. Dragnet, I always thought was underrated. I don't even, was that Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd played the Jack Webb character, and Tom Hanks was like some new new cop and uh, had weird weird story, but it was fun. This was an early example of turning a TV show into a movie. I wonder. I wonder if this was like. I mean, well, there's two. There's two in this list: Untouchables and Dragnet. Oh, that's yeah. I guess that's true. Um, although I don't. I don't think like Untouchables was really all that much. Had all that much to do with the TV show. Well, it's the same Elliot Ness. Well, I guess yeah, yeah. Right. But Elliot you know, wh- no, you're right too. I, it's just I think this was like this was one of those wink, wink, uh, right. dragnet. It, you know, it's it's the first. It might be the first kind of uh, TV to movie that was like that, where it was like then the Brady Bunch came a few years later. Where right, it was, and it's become and ubiquitous then, now. Twenty One yeah, Jump Street, and it's kind of irritating now. Baywatch, yeah. Um, Did Baywatch come and go, and I missed it? It came and went. I heard it was yeah. awful. It looked awful. The trailer I saw. So, um, yeah, La Bamba. You know, biopics. They are what they are. Although Marshall Crenshaw played Buddy Holly in it, so I like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've never seen it. That's pretty neat. Um, RoboCop, another Verhoeven. Two in one year. RoboCop, slightly. Based on Frank Miller, from what I remember, and then the second movie, like I think they based it on the story of his, and they totally changed it, and he was upset, so he was involved in RoboCop Two, which was even worse. I thought RoboCop was actually kind of fun; like it was, it had mm-hmm. darkness to it that I appreciated, you know, super dark and violent. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, outrageous fortune! But then broadcast news, which we've also done an episode on, a great movie. Um, 
surprised it ranked that high, actually. But I guess this was still the time of, like, you know, where these movies could be seen. I think we should do 21. Planes, Trains, and we, Automobiles. We haven't done that? No, no, no. I'm saying I think we should. We have done Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, we have. I didn't know if you were going to stop at 20. I just wanted to make sure we went to 21. Oh, yeah, no, because I don't care about Eddie Murphy Raw or The Living Daylights. James Bond Living is... Daylights was, is a, was a good Bond movie. Was it? I, I, I remember. I, I have a hard time with the Bond stuff. I don't know why. Um, this was the, the less over-the-top Bond. This is... What's his name? I forget his name. Oh, the guy from Flash Gordon. Dalton? Timothy Dalton, yeah. yeah Timothy Dalton. Um, yeah, I actually... I think my favorite James Bond movie, which had to do with the age I saw it, because I had to be 9 or 10, I think I was, it, it came out when I was 9, was Moonraker, um, which I know most people think is ridiculous. but They're all ridiculous. In yeah, the, yeah. Ways. but it was in space, man. And it had Jaws. And I think he fell in love with somebody. <laughs> that, was, that was a direct... You can blame Star Wars for all that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that that's good. I mean, you have, you know, then you have some sequels, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Full Metal Jacket, which was good for the basic training scene, and none of the rest of it worked at that all. It's so weird. I mean, I never have seen, I don't know why, but I've never seen past half the movie. So half the movie's the basic training, and I've never seen it after that. Don't I don't need have to. any idea why. It, it <laughs> It's a mess after that, I feel like. Um, it, oh, Blind Date. It just follows one. Matthew Modine's character. What a weird actor he is, too. Kind of a, a Andrew McCarthy bland-type dude, Matthew Modine. But he was in all kinds of shit back then. Summer School, is that the Mark Harmon movie with Christy Alley? If so, that's a fun movie. Uh, yes, I, yes, it is. She's the principal, he's the teacher. No Way Out, Kevin Costner movie. Um, it involves Russian spies. Wall Street. Money Does Sleep. I think that's what the first one was called. Mannequin, the great mannequin. Oh, Adventures in Babysitting. I used to love that movie. That's Thor. That's funny. So that's 87 that came out, and um, Vincent D'Onofrio had the role of Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket and the role of Thor in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah. He Uh, played other famous characters in weird ways. Raising Arizona actually made the list at 51, right below Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, what? Maybe I'm wrong about Rob Reiner. Uh, that's funny. Rob Reiner directing. I thought he directed. Uh, if he did, he directed two movies in one year. I thought he directed the um, uh, Strangers on a Train, Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, maybe maybe it was a DeVito joint. Yeah, because The Princess Bride is what you're thinking of. Yeah. It's all, yeah. yeah. It on this list. Not, not super low, but not super high either. No, yeah, that was, it was a... directed by Danny DeVito. Man, I forgot about that entirely. Yeah, well, DeVito has that dark sense of humor too i've never seen get smoochy but um i hear that's kind of the same yeah uh weird that um no i forgot that he directed hoffa man he he had a, a nice run of movies he directed and i guess he just gave up yeah he was no he was no schmuck really i mean didn't no. he did he direct the war of the roses that was yep. a super dark fucking movie too that's the divorce one with yeah uh, uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Yeah, it's it's kind of painful that one. Anyway, after that, it's a bunch of crap, really. Oh uh, wait, I I don't want to say that because I want to make sure you're not making fun of some good movie. Like, nope, no, Baby Boom was not a good movie. Inner Space, Inner Space was great. You know, what? speaking of Inner Space, well, it's not really. Uh, well, that was uh, the good. Oh, Quaid. I like some kind of wonderful. You shouldn't call that crap. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty in pink 
two, basically. Um, Better version. Inner Space was the good Quaid brother and Martin Short, right? Right, yeah. So, and uh, the good Quaid brother had to be shrunk and put into Martin Short's body. Into his bottom? Uh, he might have gone there. Okay. Uh, I, I think we should do Clifford. It just made me think of it. Uh, Number Short. 99, Death Wish 4, The Crackdown. God damn, how was that still going in 87? It was like 13 years after the first one. Something like that. All right, yeah, so movies, eh, some yeah. good stuff, but about Nothing. what you'd expect from the 80s. Yeah, yeah this is very 80s. Well, I mean, this was a good year because, like, I I think people still watch and love Plain Streams and Automobiles, The Princess Bride, uh, maybe not much else. But those I'd two say broadcast sure. news holds up. I don't it know how much up. people no, I'm watch it. About, I'm just talking about movies that people still talk about and watch. And yeah. I know that they talk about those two movies. Like People are talking about Plain Streets and Automobiles every Christmas. and Oh, Dirty Dancing, too. I think that even got made into a musical. You did, yeah. Oh, and Raising Arizona. Let's not forget that is actually... Yeah. That's another one yeah, that's it's, like... It's a great movie, yeah. So I, it's Spaceballs is, is okay. Uh, yeah. It was not, fine. Not, not bad. There's some classics in there, and that's that's nice. Um, and Harry and Henderson's, which I've never seen. I have never seen it either, except for that s- clip on Thirty Rock. Thirty Rock, yeah. Um, all right, TV. Uh, let's not even mention the number one. This has been the number one of all our '80s ones, I think. Um, Must see TV. Oh, wait, what was th- was that later? It was Thursday nights being called Must See TV? That was that a later phenomenon. It, I don't know if it was Cosby era or Seinfeld. I think more. it must have been. I, I think they did use it during like Friends and Seinfeld era. Yeah. Anyway, number two was Family Ties, and I think that was only number two because it followed the Cosby Show. Yeah. Which yeah. was when we're not supposed to talk about it. But the three was Cheers, and Cheers was good on its own right. Family Ties does, does not hold up. No, it's awful when you watch it. I've seen reruns. I mean, Michael J. Fox is awesome, and he's he's great in it. What he has to do, but it's he's not he doesn't have good things to do no. although i i think i would watch in a rerun just to watch that tom hanks episode where he drinks of oh, a god so stupid um because i really liked that show when it was on yeah um yeah, yeah and watching it now you and you also realize michael j fox like he owns that show he holds it up he's the only one like he's doing right. all the heavy lifting on that show everybody else is kind of eh. well how about nick oh yeah that's true there is nick god i hated him um, in his hair. Oh, murder! She wrote. Murder. I love she murder. Death right. I loved that show, and then I think it holds up because there's not much to it. Yeah, it's a it's a premise show, and which is always good, like a very Angel, basic premise. And Angela Lansbury is wonderful. Of course, she's uh, she's the mother from the Manchurian Candidate. How can she be anything but great? And weirdly. In the Manchurian Candidate, she played much older than she was. In this movie show, she played much younger because she was only 25. Yeah, she played a 25-year-old, straight out of college, just got her degree in investigative murder. No, invest. In, right. Well, I, let me finish. Investigative murder writing. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for finishing. Um, yeah. Weird, but it, she made it work. The Golden Girls, I mean, I guess we're going to have to do The Golden Girls at some point yeah. with Michael or something. Because I, I just remember thinking, what the fuck? Why are people watching this? But Really? I remember loving it. I might have been ageist. You know, I was like 17. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. I haven't watched it in a while because I don't think it's on any 
any channels that I know of. It's not on Netflix or anything, but oh, it's got to be on the gay channel. What's I don't even know what the gay channel is anymore. Is it Logo still? I guess. Got to be. Um, I watch it all the time, and I've never seen Golden Girls, but I'll take your word for it. Sixty minutes, boy. Sixty minutes. How was that so popular? Oh, it followed football. Yes, and it was like. Well, it was also Sunday nights were like a dead zone back in the eighties yeah, for yeah. the most part. Um, night court. Ugh, I like talk night about. court. Eh, I never really cared for it, and it does not hold up. I bet it does. I bet. I bet if you watch it, you'd say I was so wrong to make fun of night court. Just yeah. like you'll say when we watch Golden Girls, you're like I was so wrong to make fun of Golden Girls. I've actually, seen Night Court recently, and uh, no. Why? It's on like some fucking channel because I don't have cable, dude. So Richard Mulligan was he ever in Golden Girls? Or was he just in the spinoff? I don't. That's a good question. I feel like he was just in the spinoff, but they, maybe they did a Mork thing where they introduced him on one episode and and then gave a backdoor him a pilot, as they say in the industry. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, something like that. You know, that's right, a backdoor pilot. Um, also in logo. That's what they called me when I flew planes back in Nam. Uh, growing pains, yeah. The less said, the better. Leonardo DiCaprio's first role. His best role, best work he's ever done. There was an episode of Growing Pains before the show went crazy and Kirk Cameron took over with his Christianity, where he cheated in in class. Oh well, no, he didn't cheat. He he had a test he had to take the next day, and he didn't. He wanted to cheat, so he wrote all the answers on his sneakers. And the end of the episode was he didn't need to cheat because he remembered everything because he wrote it down. But then the teacher saw that he wrote them on the sneakers and turned around and said, but the sneakers were so cool I went out and bought them that day. Is that true? That's true. Did they <laughs> come with the writing on them? <laughs> nope. Uh-huh. I mean, they weren't, like, branded. And it turned out that the kind I got because I saw the episode later and I compared them to the shoes I bought weren't exactly the same, but they were pretty close. So you felt like you were, like, cool as shit. I was wearing Reeboks, not Nikes. Uh, Moonlighting. Had that one great season, and then they got together, and it was never good again. Yep. Who's the boss? I think think he wanted off, too. I think maybe that was part of why. Yeah, he wanted to go to movies and... and, Do Die Hard. Yeah, and she was like, dude, I just revived my career. Give me a fucking break. And they have all these cameras covered in Vaseline. There's nothing else they can do with them. I know. So weird to watch that. Um, who's the boss? Dallas. Newhart makes it in at number twelve. Yeah, this is not a great year for TV. No, I, I, there's some of these shows I, I would like to watch, and I think I would still like them. Like Murder She Wrote, I know. Matlock, I know. I like Matlock. Newhart um, holds up. Newhart definitely. The, so, New, Newhart's the close to Golden Girls for the, being the best on the list. Cheers is good too. Yeah, cheers. Um, Oh, I bet Kate Nally's not good, but I loved it back then. I did, too. And I had a crush on both of the daughters. And Miami Device, I loved, and I am ashamed to admit that. Yeah, no, I was too old, I think, so I, I didn't care for it. Um, Hunter was super, like, it seemed like every episode of Hunter, the DD was getting raped. So that was not a great show. Never watched it. I didn't like the main dude. Hunter. Oh, man, 227. Those Sherman Helmsley and and Marla Jack Gibbs oh. and oh yeah and Jack Hay, uh, who we all know will play me in the biopic. Anyway, coming in at twenty four is Highway to Heaven, which I loved. Nope, I think um oh no I did I I really did. Wow, there's a lot of nighttime soaps. 
around back then. Dynasty, Knights, Knots Landing, Falcon Crest. I'm sure we saw Dallas somewhere. Yep, Dallas. Yeah, it was the heyday of nighttime soaps. So there's a lot of shows here that I watched and loved. Like some of them I've already seen, and I know they're not good. I think we talked about a couple of them, but Alf is probably not good. But I wonder about Head of the Class. That's probably not good too, right? Oh no, it's awful. Um, yeah. Alf was always awful. I thought. Yeah, I don't. I never. I think I've talked about this. I, Alf was a show I was obsessed with, but was never able to watch. And I was sure <laughs> it was really funny. Like I, I'd see commercials for. It, I was like, oh man, I bet that's really funny. But I think my dad was watching something else and. And I never was able to watch it. And then years years later, I watched it, and it was awful. Yeah, and it's too bad because it sounded like a like it was a good concept and stuff. Yeah, it you was, see why I was obsessed with it. Yeah, but then it just turned out to be like give me a break or something, you know? Like, Not on this list. Did so you can't talk about it? Did you renounce your father for that? Well, after I saw it, wouldn't I have to undo that renouncement? Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, you want to take a quick break, and we'll talk about this dumb, dumb year. Uh, no, I'd rather take a longer break, but it's up to you. Now it shall be quick, for I have a UTI. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. Could talk for whole days, but then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeple chasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian's Duncan's creation. All right, we're back with 2017, and the list of Billboard Hot 100 singles, uh, I don't think I've heard any of them except for Kendrick Lamar. Um, I've heard Despacito, because I don't know why, but I was at some karaoke bar and they were playing it. What? What the fuck? Oh, by... Louise Fonzie and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. So I think there's another version that doesn't have Justin Bieber, and that's the version I heard. Because there's no English in it. And I thought that, I don't know, I thought Justin Bieber version had English, but maybe he sang in Spanish. Yeah, maybe he did Pigeon Spanish. Um, The Weeknd, they're not bad. Actually, I think I've heard Starboy. But Ed Sheeran, you fucking frog-eyed dick. Yikes! From what I hear, he's, he's a real... His shit's real misogynistic and stuff, but... I didn't know about that. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. He seems like a nice boy. Nope. I just typed in Ed and misogynistic into Google, and it's just... There's one link, and it just says no. Ah, uh, maybe I heard wrong then. Um, nope. The first link is Ed Sheeran has a toxic masculinity problem. There you go. And guess where this article is. Where? Playboy.com. Damn, and Playboy's calling you out. You know you're fucked. Um, yeah, let's look at the best album. And then the fourth link is, now even Playboy are dragging Ed Sheeran over his toxic masculinity. <sighs> best? So we're going to best ever albums. 
No, no, best albums of 2017. Yeah, but it, the site is best ever albums. Yeah, well, we're just talking about 2017. Don't confuse the viewer. Dot com. I'm, I am confusing the viewer because if they're watching this, they are dumb already. Uh, I have cameras in my office. I have cameras in my pants. Tell me more. Just in case somebody tries to pull some funny business. I can't hear the name Justin without adding case to the end. I, I knew a kid named Justin Case. My friend Jerry, who I donated I Want Your Sex to at the prom, he was dating this... I thought, I thought you dedicated it to him. You also donated it to him? I said dedicated. What are you... What the, you just said we can check the tape. You said donated. I will not check the tape, for I know what I have said. Anyway, who I dedicated I Want Your Sex to, uh, he was dating this chick named Melissa Case, who was... Uh, I didn't care for her, but her, her brother's name was Justin. And I always thought, your parents are assholes, dude. But, you know, you get that last name, what are you going to do, I guess? You got a son? It's really only one choice. Uh, this lists Kendrick Lamar, damn, as number one. Uh, Fleet Foxes, who during the break you said you liked, I don't care for. Uh, Crack Up, number two. So I will have to listen to that and see if it's worth the position it's been given. Mount Erie, a crow looked at me. Number I don't three. know them. Is that? I know them. It's, eh, that's not really my thing, but. What kind of music is it? Kind of electronic. Oh, I like electronic. Yeah, it's not the best. I don't know. Maybe I should listen to this one. Maybe I'd like it. Um, Slow Dive by Slow Dive. Uh, return from Shoegaze Band from the 90s. I like, oh, I like when bands come back and name the their album after themselves <laughs> just so people will remember it got really hit at home lcd sound system american dream number five geez that just came out dude pretty high but the, the singles have been out for a long time so maybe that's true people. yeah they, uh the war on drugs a deeper understanding number six father john misty no thank you pure comedy nope i bet it's not funny at all nope i bet it isn't either it's all folky Beard having bullshit. I like Pokey. The I Nash. can grow a beard. You could, but you choose not to. Because uh, we are not millennials. The National, Sleep Well Beast. I haven't heard it. They're kind of, you know, up and down. Lord, Melodrama. Not bad album. The XX, I See You. Eh. I don't know about this list. Well, it's it's like you said, it's early 2017, and yeah, it's early. It's like the ninth month. Um, what? See? I can't even go to. Oh man, is my fucking shit freezing up? Anyway, I can't go to the second page. That's okay. We did enough. Okay. Number yeah. 23 is Foxygen Hang. Oh, what's number? What's number 17? How was the Gorillas album? Oh, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, number 17 is Tyler Creator, Flower Boy. I don't know why we went to 17. I was already at 23. Because I asked you. <laughs> All right, yeah, that site's freezing up for me, so. Oh, my God. Uh, Perfume Genius, No Shape at 18. Spoon, Hot Thoughts at 19. Yay, Spoon. Brock Hampton, Saturation, 20. Brock? Brock Hampton, I don't know. I can't trust anybody with a name like that. But why do we skip? 11, which was King Lizard and the Lizard Wizard. 
with Teen. flying microtano micro banana. I don't know what. Well, I know why I skipped it because I can't get the goddamn. <laughs> Number twelve was science, a brand new with science fiction. Number thirteen, Arcade Fire, everything now. Number fourteen, Roger Waters, is this the life we really want? And fifteen, Sampha process. Sixteen, Mac DeMarco with this old dog. He's in Philadelphia on Sunday. Are you going? Nope. Oh, I got it up finally. Okay, yeah, so we got the top. That's what she said. Yeah, she said I got it up, finally. Um, That's what she said. Are we going to go to... Uh, wait, wow, this is a surprise at number one for movies. A huge surprise. Wait, hold on, i got to get to it. No, I don't want notifications, asshole. Uh, let's see. Movies, we got... Oh, Really? Why don't you inform the people? Number one movie at this point in time is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that Jean Cocteau movie from like 1950? Weird. No, you idiot. The live action remake of the Disney cartoon starring Emma Watson. Wait, how do they have a live action talking teapot? That's what I want to know. Well, you got to see it to find out. Damn. Number I two. had no idea it was that popular. Well, it's a Disney thing. Still, the Jungle Book was popular, but it wasn't number one popular. That's crazy. Well, this is a love story. The Jungle Book is uh, about some asshole talking to snakes. Which, I guess, kind of is Sounds like the definition of a love story to some people. What? Huh? Number two. Wonder Woman. Haven't seen it. You didn't. Let's see if I've seen any of these movies because I, I I thought you you would have seen Wonder Woman. That was a really fun movie. I don't like going to the theater, man. People are annoying, especially for blockbuster movies like that. That's why you need to get a th- one of those theaters where you have the seats that go up and you reserve your seat and you don't really have to deal with people. Ah, you still see their goddamn cell phones playing Angry Birds or whatever it is these youngsters are into nowadays. Pokemon Go. You can't play Pokemon Go when you're at the movies because you're not going. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Have not seen it. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. Wait, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2? Yeah, it's good. Spider-Man Homecoming, starring Donald Glover. He is in the movie. I know. Wait, did you see it? No, you told me. I haven't seen oh, any man. of these yet. Despicable Me 3 is the first one I haven't seen. Nope, that's not true. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Despicable Me 3. It's, that's it. Oh. It's not about the... Oh, I thought it was about the uh, Asperger's dudes who fix your computers. I work in IT. It. Did you see It? No, I'm reading the book right now, so I can't see it until I read the book. Oh, dude. There's a scene in that book. I don't know if I told you. I think it. I've heard of it, so I'm not looking forward to getting to that part. But I, Stephen King has a, a way of writing good stuff sometimes, so I'm enjoying that part. But I, I get the feeling when I get to the end that will be pretty pissed off. But I'm yeah. still going to enjoy the first part of the book because yeah, it's, it's well written. disturbing, not in a horror way. It's just disturbing, yeah. and there's no reason for it. I'm 
I can if if what I've built up in my mind what the scene is is true, I can guarantee you it's not in the movie. And I've yeah. Oh no, it. there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Logan, Lock I haven't it. actually seen. Oh you yeah. Did? See, you thought this one was about getting onto a computer, so we both we both messed up. No, this is Logan. Oh, I have not. It was good. Yeah, it was. It was good for a superhero movie. So that was number seven. Is the first one you've seen? First one I've seen. The Fate of the Furious. Mm, is that like one of those car movies? Oh, is that the movie where the guy died? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is ironic because he he drove doing the opposite of walking. Yeah. Dying. Yeah, he drove, and he actually died driving too. So I don't know why his last name was Walker. His parents really fucked up there. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in power. Rest in Paul. Walker. Never seen any of those movies. Saw part of one at when we were in Paris on TV. Dunkirk. Eh, no desire, really. The Lego Batman movie I didn't see, but I kind of wanted to because of the star. Who's the star? Job. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense because he was Batman in the other one. Get out! I still haven't seen it. I really want to see that. Oh, Get Out was great. Yeah. You know, oh, it's unfortunate that the Boss Baby is so high on this list because that looks so terrible, so awfully terrible. I don't even know what it is. Is it, is it another Talking Baby movie? A Talking Baby movie where Alc Baldwin plays the Boss Baby. because oh, he has just the perfect voice for a baby. Well, that's that's the point. He's a Boss Baby. He's not a regular baby. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales with Pass with Wife Abuser or Woman Abuser, Johnny Depp. And all around jerk, unfortunately. Yep. Kung Skull Island, I think this was their oh, I, oh no, this wasn't this is not what I'm thinking of. It's Universal. One of the studios I think it was Universal was trying to create a monster universe. Oh, that's the mummy, which we haven't gotten to yet. Which I don't even know it's on this list. So it got yeah, there it is. Awful. Yeah. So Universal is trying to reboot the Mummy with Tom Cruise, and the stories about that film were not good. And they wanted to bring all the monster movies back and have a shared universe with them. But well, I don't know how well that's going to happen when the Mummy was such a, a poor movie. And and I think the really ridiculous thing is that the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies were so popular and so like fun. Why wouldn't they just do something similar to that instead of the snooze fest they did with the mummy. I'll never know. I don't understand. If I understood Hollywood, half of these movies wouldn't be on here. I mean, if I ran Hollywood. Half? Wow. If you ran Hollywood, I don't think any of these movies would be on here. Um, well, no, I definitely have Get Out. Um, probably do Logan. I'd do it just so I could rake in some sweet, sweet green. Yeah, I'm, it's still in theaters, so I'm assuming that's going to climb up past pretty much everything yeah, until I, Thor hits, and then maybe Thor will catch up to those two. Haven't seen Kong Skull Island, Cars three, the worst of the Pixar franchise in the first place. Don't know why they're doing three of these. But I didn't see it, but I heard it was very good, as opposed to Part two, which was very terrible. So I I would like to see Cars three. War for the Planet of the Apes. Now Tim Burton's not still involved. Right? No, he, yeah, he's been gone. He, he did he, he did that one and then he never came back. Which had its it's like some parts were neat about it, but then for some reason I don't even want to talk about the bad parts. Split, which I've heard great things about, so I want to see it. Even though it's Shyamalan. Yeah, but it got good reviews. There's lots of good Shyamalan. Speaking of, I think you're overstating that. 
Speaking of, have you, have you seen... Sixth Sense is great. I don't care what you say. Uh, Glass? Wait. What's the Unbreakable. other one? Unbreakable. good. Don't care what you say. Have I seen what? Uh, Mother. No. Talk about getting really mixed reviews. Well, it got a, a like audience score of an F. Yes, I know. Um, well, that's Darren Aronofsky. I have not liked I, anything I've seen that he's done. So. Oh, you, did, you, you didn't like Pi? Nope. Oh, I like Pi. thought it was pie, boring. I, I feel like he he does make movies that kind of like piss you off, and I I like his I like his movies most of the time, but this one just nothing about it seems especially appealing. So maybe I, I'll skip it. But Black Swan was good too. I like Black Swan. Yeah, he can eat my testes. Did you see? Oh. Did you see? Uh, didn't he do? Oh my God, what is it? The Last Exit to Brooklyn author Hubert Selby. Oh my God, what the fuck was it called? That. That one it had Jennifer Connelly. Oh yeah, that was that was a dark dark movie. What, oh, uh, I, why can't I think of the goddamn name of it? I don't know. In any case, the the drug movie. Uh, yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. That oh, you didn't like it? No, I I was expecting an anvil to fall on somebody's head in that in one of the last <laughs> scenes. It was so fucking over the top and stupid. Requiem um, for a dream. Requiem for a dream. Yes. No, I I actually was laughing. I didn't find it dark at all. I was like, this is... Were you in the theater? This is like, no, thank God. Then I would have been one of the people that I complain about. It was like an after-school special, the way that shit ended. I was just like, oh, oh my God, are you serious? Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Or Mother, because I doubt that's on this list. It's probably on the list, like, down, down, down. Girls Night... No, Girls Trip... Looks so yeah. stupid, but I heard it was funny. But who the hell knows? I'm not gonna watch. Oh, that's it. the one I wanted. The girls' trip looked fun. The other one that had Alana Glazier and oh yeah, that did not that, do well. It's good because why make a movie about killing a stripper? I don't understand. It's just so. That's uh, so 90s. So 90s, and yeah, I, I, I'm not especially happy because it's like all Broad City people were involved with it. So I, I wish know. that. But yeah, I, it was yeah, probably something that they pitched before they before Broad City and before they were like got their chops together. And then now that Broad City hit the studio, was like, all right, we're gonna make it now. You know, might have been yeah, one of those yeah. things. But it's not like they said no. Anyway, that was Rough Night, which is is lower. Yeah, I yeah, no desire to see that. It got really bad yeah. reviews too. Uh, um, chips Chip came and went. That didn't do very well. No, that was supposed to be awful. Um, Fifty Shades Darker, of course. Mm, I didn't know that came out either. There's lots of movies that kind of came and went that I, I mean, they're movies I wouldn't have seen. Bebe's Kids Driver. Now that's a movie I would see. You saw Baby Driver, right? It was great. Um, Why are you making fun of it? Annabelle Creation. John? That's about a doll. I think it's a horror movie. Don't know. Oh, John Wick Chapter Two. Did you ever see that? Nope. It's fun. It's not as good as the first one. But I wonder if there's going to be a chapter three, I hope. There will be. It, it was also a little long. Um, but, you know, it's more of the same. Yeah, I haven't seen most of these. Captain Underpants. Who played Captain Underpants? Oh, it was Nick Kroll, oh, right? Wilson. What? Oh, yeah. It was Nick Kroll. I was thinking it was Owen Wilson for some reason. <laughs> Wait, Kevin Hart was involved, too. And oh. Ed Helms. So I don't know who actually played Captain Underpants, because there's... Yeah, well, that's a good com- comedic team there. 
maybe it's a good movie. That's not really my thing, but who knows? Alien Covenant, my, a friend of the show, Yvonne, who wants to come in and... Yeah, you keep saying she wants to come in. I haven't heard from okay. her. I'm just telling you, she saw Alien Covenant and said it was awful. She was, she watched it on a plane, and I think she tried to get off of the plane well, to stop watching. It can't have been worse than Prometheus. I don't know. Well, I don't think she liked that either. So I haven't seen anything but Alien and Alien, so I'm not one to judge. You didn't see the one with Rock? Charles S. Dutton? I think that was the third one. I can't remember what it was called. Nope. Alien and Aliens. Alien Garbage Man. Um, yeah, I don't know about the rest of these. A Dog's Purpose, Baywatch, The Shack. I don't even know what that is. Big Sick. Big Sick makes a lot of money. Ten times the amount it costs to make. Oh, good for it. I mean, you would hope good it for would. It? It, are, it, you talk, are we talking about it? That's number six. I was talking about the Big Six. Oh, I thought IT was number big six. Big Six. Um, I mean, it couldn't have cost much to make that movie. $420,000. To make it? No, that's just the opening weekend. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Atomic Blonde, I kind of wanted to see. but I Yeah, I did too. I didn't hear anything about it. I don't. Chance. Yeah. I think it was probably good. Ghost in the Shell was supposed to be awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care about the rest of these. They're still making Underworld movies? What the fuck? I think I wanted to point something out about this list and let me, re- Oh, number 100 is the book of Henry. That's the book that got Colin Trevorrow kicked off of the book. That's the movie that got Colin Trevorrow kicked off of star Wars. It was so no badly idea reviewed. what any of that means. So the book of Henry is a film yeah. directed by Colin Trevorrow. Don't know who it that is. Okay. Super oh. d- he, he's also a dude to correct, directed the Jurassic Park world, which wasn't very good. It got super duper panned and it didn't make a lot of money. And not long after that, there are reports of him not agreeing with Kathleen Kennedy about how star Wars part nine was going to go. And, um, and then he got, he got kicked off. Oh, he was supposed to direct star. Why didn't I thought, why didn't JJ Abrams just direct him? I thought that was his thing. Well, he's directing it now. Yeah. So just keep directing him. Stupid. He's not Jesus. doing part eight. Ryan Johnson's doing part eight, and part eight is going to be the best of them all. Part Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yep. Well, we know he can't sing, so hopefully he can direct. Let's he go is... to movies. Wait, oh, did you ever see La La Land? I thought we just did movies. No, I didn't see La La Land. Oh, TV? I, didn't I say TV? Am I you losing my mind, or are you? You said, let's go to movies, and I said, I think we just did movies. I think I said, let's go to TV. Okay, let's check the tape. You're fucking gaslighting me today, dude, for some (laughs) reason. I don't know. Let's Um, check the tape. TV, are you looking at my link? Because there's a nice list of the top ten. I actually went to the wrong one. Sorry, let me, yeah, I went to the one. I don't know why I kept the one up I had. Okay, got it. Wait, you think this is a nice list? Well, it's easier to read than the other list. Yeah, that's true. Um, Number one, surprise, surprise, The Big Bang Theory. And it's it's this list is also interesting. I don't understand all the numbers, but the the thesis of the guy who wrote this article says that there are only three shows that are hits on network TV and nothing else: Big Bang Theory, Empire, and This Is Us. And everything else is just kind of there. I have never seen Empire. Me neither. I guess and I should. I, I should too, because I like the people in it. Aside, I don't like the one dude, but yeah, nobody likes him. I like in it. Um. Yeah, and it seems like it could be like a 
first season of revenge type like fun soapy show yeah so. yeah so maybe it's the same deal the first season of empire is good and the rest aren't but it gets good ratings yeah big bang theory empire and this is us which we didn't really care for i mean it's just a schmaltzy show but yeah it's not my thing but i think people i i can see why people like it oh and then we got the voice on monday the bachelor the voice on tuesday no thanks for any of that. It's weird. Why is the voice on Tuesday lower rated than the voice on Mondays? Like, do they have special guest stars on Mondays? Who knows? Maybe that's maybe like Monday. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question because I would think like Tuesday would be the elimination day, which more people would want to watch. Who's getting kicked off? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And then you got Modern Family, Grey's Anatomy. Can't believe that's still on the air. Survivor and The Simpsons. Wow, The Simpsons is high. I know. The Simpsons in the top ten. They, they say it's because it follows football, but still. The Simpsons are in the top ten, and it's, I don't even know. Is it 30th year? Something like that. It's not like football go, is year-round, either. You can't really use yeah. football as an excuse. Or even every Sunday, necessarily, on Fox. Like Right, because it might be the early game. So it's unbelievable. And I, I like that the fact that it's still that popular. And I, I, like I've said before, I watch it every now and again, and it's not it's not bad. It's as good as a lot of stuff on TV. It's not, it's not in its, it's hype, but it's, it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, yeah, I know this other list we got, well, see this list I got, it's like a bunch of football, but they have like most watched shows of the season. Oh, highest rated shows. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know what that means. Like why is NCIS, Right, like number three for most watched, but not for highest rated. Is it right. like because it's won a lot? And then Bull on CBS is number eight. That awful show. Yeah, that's weird. I don't. But then yeah, but then right underneath that's the highest rated show. So I don't I don't get that difference. Maybe if I read the article, it tell me. Right, and that one lines up because it's Big Bang Theory, Empire, This Is Us after right. yeah. after football, yeah. and then the Boys. The Nielsen numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. Oh. Did did you know? Do you watch Saturday Night Live? Sometimes, not always. So apparently, I didn't know about this. The end of last year, it was live coast to coast, so you you could watch it like nine thirty or eight thirty. Oh no, I didn't know that either. <laughs> it's weird. Pulling gimmicks. But they're doing it for the whole season this year. Lauren Michaels said he was okay with it as long as he didn't have to change content because it's not prime time. Yeah. You know, you gotta have those those ethics on your show that does poop jokes. Uh, yeah, so like this this other the TV Guide list is weird because, like we said, NCIS was like the highest or the most watched show, but then it comes under the Goldbergs on this uh, top rated. So I, yeah. don't, I don't really know what that means. I thought highest rated would be most watched. Right. I thought yeah, that's I how they got their ratings. Like anyway, who cares? bunch of crap um yeah we did it we made maybe it maybe rating is like percentage and like, oh i don't know yeah, i don't either that's weird so ncis is a very popular show if it's getting 14 million people yeah it's also a very dumb show mm. uh, Mark just like summer school that's true but no kirstie alley so you only got half the equation there recommendations asians 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 I shall recommend The Vietnam War by Ken Burns on PBS. Have you watched it? No, because I'm not a 65-year-old man. Well, 
that's a good thing about it. You don't have to be. You only have to be 64, really, to appreciate it. That's the cutoff, oh, well, I think. Maybe I'll check it out then. Yeah. No, it's really good, and I've learned more about Vietnam War watching, like, four episodes of this show than I ever did in my life before. And I was obsessed with the Vietnam War as a child. Um, don't ask me why, but I was. Why? I, well, I think because I watched The Deer Hunter as a very young child, which is not a movie for a child to watch. But uh, And then I, I, like, read books about Vietnam. I wrote when I was, like, 10. I was writing this story about Vietnam, about the... The AWOL Army. It was these guys who went AWOL and started their own army. Anyway, I don't know why I was so into it. But uh, it's really good and also, you know, super depressing and also makes you angry. Because you just see the whole thing was just like massive fuck-ups every step of the way. Um, but it's really well done. And he talks to he talks to people on both sides. Like he talks to, you know, Americans and then also uh, Viet Cong and south vietnamese like he gets he talks to people from all over so it's it's really cool um i i highly recommend it it's worth watching the vietnam war also the first ken burns thing i've ever watched i was i was about to say um he always does great documentaries and but you wouldn't know that if you'd never seen it before no yeah and and this one is great so uh, go watch it. You didn't, so you didn't watch the jazz, the jazz, because that was pretty good. No, nope, I did watch jazz. I forgot that was Ken Burns. Yes, I did watch jazz. That was it. Was good. Hev- heavy Louis Armstrong, but still very good. Well, I mean, anything on jazz is going to have to be heavy Louis Armstrong. Uh, like, I think he was heavier than he needed to be, but I get your point. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but it's not like he he ignored like Charlie no. Parker and shit or anything no, either. No. Was, yeah. No, that, yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about the jazz one. Yeah, I forgot I I'd seen watch- jazz. Yeah. The baseball one's great. The Civil War one I've never seen, but everybody loves it. Yeah, and the World War II one's supposed to be good as well. Did he do one on Prohibition? Possibly. That sounds sounds like something he would have done, right? I think I might have watched an episode or two of that, yeah. He's no Errol Morris, but he's good in his own right. Yes, I agree. I would love to see Errol Morris do like a miniseries documentary. I don't. Oh, that's not really to his talents, but I'd still like it. So my recommendation is a comic book from Image called Spy Seal. Oh, it's, is that good? Shit, I saw yeah. that and I was like, should I check this out? I don't know. It's it's fun. It's, it's really, really neat art with a seal who becomes a spy. And it's a fun story so far. Um, it's only yeah, got a couple just, issues out, I think, right? Yeah, second issue came out this week. So it's, it's worth picking up. So I could get started. Okay. A uh, second recommendation is a weird one. But it's the 16-year-old girl. Or I don't know how old she is. She looks to be a teenager called Pupinia Stewart, which I don't know if it's her real name, but she has a YouTube channel and she has these ridiculously stupid videos. And there's only like 10 or 15 of them, but they're really funny. Like she has one where she talks about her experience where she met someone on AIM, which is, I don't even know if it's around anymore, but I guess it is. They're talking about it. Yeah, that's weird. And he's from Britain and she was very upset because they were talking about a video game. And he says it's a little bit expensive. It's 15 pounds. And she said, why does it weigh so much? And uh, it got passed around as if people thought she was serious and it was they thought she was stupid. So it's kind of a trolley, trolley thing, but it's still pretty funny. Wait, so, so she has lots of... Is she, so why, she intentionally funny or not? Oh, she's intentionally funny. Okay, she's, got it. Well, it's not clear. She doesn't say she's making it up, but, but it's pretty clear when you watch enough of her stuff that she's not. she doesn't really think 
that he's talking about weight and not money. It's just a joke about language. And she has a couple clips like that. So the other really funny one, I'm kind of spoiling it, but she has one called Triggered where she's, she's talking about people uh, on Instagram and they put pictures of their cutting. And she's like, I'm really upset. People are putting themselves out there. And they're just trying to, to share themselves with the world. And then people put racialist stuff there like trigger. You can't say trigger. So it's oh. stupid. It's funny. <laughs> That's, that is stupid. <laughs> it's it's not very uh, high class, but it's fun. Okay. Poop. Uh, poop. Poopinia Stewart, which I kind of guess her name is not Poopinia because it kind of sounds like Poopinia. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds exactly like that. But who cares? I'll check her out. Okay, do your thing. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly, super duper highly on iTunes. Um, uh, oh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Yep. If you'd like us to have something to talk about specifically, if you'd like to guest on the show, if you'd just like to tell us that you like the cut of our jib or if you hate the cut of our jib, and most importantly, tell your friends and family to listen. I don't know what, what my jib is. Or how it's cut. If you don't like your own jib, how can somebody else? That's true. Actually, it's not true. I, find, I hate myself. I find it easier to love other people. Big fat lie that is. People are stupid. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>